0: Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. We're going to be speaking about the sanctity
1: of the marriage. The sanctity of the marriage. And that is where many people... Including myself, even many years ago, that's where we have always gone wrong. Without an understanding of the sanctity and the mystery of the union that God has formed, we'll always have a problem. Our brother has given us a few things, submission, many things we can do. They're all Wonderful. Yet without the understanding of the sanctity and the mystery, how God started and why did He do it that way? What was our problem? And what is actually marriage? He told us. Very simple. I'm not going to define that going. But what is sanctity? A sanctity, when you get that, let's make sure we, we pick that up right now. A sanctity. It is sacredness. It is a holiness of life. Now, it is unindivisible. What is sanctity? What is sanctified? You cannot divide. It is actually that thing that cannot be violated. Uh, let make sure. I want to make sure this is all right now. Getting it? It is also equally. Holy obligations and rights. That's what the sanctity is. Something sanctified, set apart, different, that is made completely unique and peculiar in the heart of God. A subject that I could not even begin to tell you that I knew about. And many of us didn't. And many did not know. What it is, the mystery and the sanctity of marriage. Why God is saying nobody should ever put asunder. And who is that person putting asunder? Coming in. Our brother has touched something, but let me begin right now. Let's do it because we're going to probably take us about two weeks, but other than that I don't think, the other details I might have people who have experienced in different things by marriage to tell us. But I know the mystery is what we're going to be able to pick up right now. And the importance of this marriage in the life in God and the order of things that God has made. The background, Genesis two. My sister, you're gonna have. To, I don't know if nobody's helping you. <laughs> Genesis two
0: seven. And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, the only thing I want us to
1: pick, because everybody knows this, whatever we're going to be reading everybody knows it. But We're going to come to the sanctity and the mystery. That was going to be, a wow. Over there, God formed man from the dust. And if you look at Genesis 2, 19, equally, God formed every beast and every fowl of the air from the ground. Now, let I'm. He formed man from the dust, which is the ground. And that's why he told man, he said, well, you must go back. By dust, you came out from the dust, you must go back to that dust you came from. He formed man out of the dust. He formed every beast, everything that has breath. I don't know if you want to think about it. Let, let's put it that way. Everything that has breath, God formed what?
0: From the dust.
1: From the dust. But then he came to the wife, and the woman. Okay? And we also know about all this story. But we're going to see how far we actually practicalize this story and comprehend it. In Genesis 2, 21 20. Right? Okay.
0: Genesis 2, 21 and 22. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man.
1: Now, why did God, have you ever asked yourself, why did God have to go through all these complications? <laughs> no, let, let's, let's stop one. Everything from this dust. Look at the dust, come on every beast, let's go from the ground. But when it came to this particular situation, the all-knowing God went through all sorts of problems and complications to form this woman from the lip of a man. That is an over-emphasis. Somebody making an over-emphasis in a statement. God is making that statement. He took the rib. He could have done it the other way. Why didn't he do it? But he wanted from the beginning to show us he took the rib from the man and formed the woman. That does not make the woman inferior. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. But God knew. Why? Of what things he said, I'm going to do it that way. Because people may not even understand. As time goes on, they will not understand what I'm talking about. And then he went on in verse 24 and said what? And our brother read that. Yes? You read it already anyway. I brother read it. And he was saying this. I said, okay. A man should leave the wife, the the, the father and the mother, right? And cleave to the wife. And there must be what? One flesh. One flesh. Let me tell you one thing. The biggest problem that is in this world, even among the Christians, even among the ministers, people who are the closest, is understanding what this oneness. Is all about when God is talking about there shall be one. I don't know if you can comprehend what it means to be one. And believe me, I will have gone through life, marriage, or whatever, without comprehending what it means to be one. When God said there shall be one, one flesh, something that is one, one unit. But then, even before I get even to the oneness of it, let me ask you this. Could you imagine? And ask yourself about this mystery. Why did the God say that the man shall leave the father and the mother? I know in our culture the woman will leave and join the... That's that's, but here he said, the man shall leave the father and the mother and cleave to the, the husband and the wife. Nobody? <laughs> now let me ask you this. Why? The is independent. <laughs> the <climate> is independent. <laughs> okay. You got it. Let me tell you one thing. The Lord is not talking about the physical separation. Listen to me. Because normally, if you look at all the way from Genesis to everything in the Bible, the sons, they remain in the family. We know that. Then the wives will come. But spiritually, something has happened. Beside God... There is nobody else that should ever come before a husband or a wife. In other words, that attachment and spiritual thing. Do you know that most of the divisions and troubles that people have? Do you, do you know how many marriages are broken up because of mama and papa and, and all these uh, cousins and everybody all getting involved? Have you ever tried whenever you want to get married in the early, you, know, you, you know, you know, and you see. Everybody coming from the wood, everybody is an advisor, and everybody wants to, in fact, they will do everything. Even some will be, they will swear, they will destroy this marriage. Why did the enemy get into them? You will not understand. They may rally around and accuse the woman of everything you can imagine in your life, suddenly. And until you can establish that this thing is going to remain no matter what, they will never turn around. They will continue. And that is one thing, the oneness. Separation spiritually. Not separation that you don't have anything to do with them, but there should not be anything that will come second to your wife. The only thing that should ever come first is God. And our brother was saying, submission to God. The next is your wife or your husband. Anything else you allow, that is not what God is talking about. That's why I said the man should go ahead and just live spiritually. And then cleave to the wife. And Adam recognized this. Let's go and ask. And that's where the problem. Adam recognized this in what? In verse 23. He said the same thing. Yes?
0: And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man.
1: Bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This is the only angle that we have problem." And up to now, most of us still do. The oneness. The indivisibility. That which cannot violate the secretness of the marriage. The sanctity of it. Now let me ask you this. Because man, do you know that man or human beings, let me put it this way. Human beings Ordinarily, are like mere animals. All they strive to, is to satisfy themselves. The lost, the worldly things, that's what they strive to. And a lot of times, you know what they do? They even, they glory and try to relish their new conquest. Are you understand what I'm saying? You know the new conquest because they always have another ground to conquer. There seems to be a, a new pastor somewhere to reach. That's a man. That's a human being. Almost void. Every human being without the Spirit of God is void. Just like you have what? In Genesis 1. would not you tell us about Genesis 1, 1 to 3? That everything was void. Can you read it for us?
0: Genesis 1, 1 to 3. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. Let there be light. light. Let me
1: tell you, I I may say this. I don't know what contradiction it will be. That just about everyone who is married. Except that marriage is anchored on the Lord does not understand the mystery of marriage. I'm just saying it, right? and you may does not understand what this oneness, this uniqueness, and sanctity of marriage is all about. And that's why we go all about human beings. We go all about trying to establish our own righteousness and holiness. And we're trying to, you know, after all, we must do it this way. God is saying it this way. Who can do it? Then we develop the lazy mind of progression. Well, you know, it's something we have to do and then eventually God will have mercy and forgive us. And that is why God sent his only begotten son. Let's get, let's get it now. That's why. You it. Let me ask you this. How many of us think let's, let's take pause right now and begin to think if you have not thought about it before and said oneness my wife and I or some of us who may marry God will just bless us we are one. Indivisible, one person. Can anybody tell me that you spike the nose? No, no, You cut off your nose to spike your what? Your face, right? Now think about you being one. Now, you take a needle and <laughs> break this very finger here. What's going to happen? It will bleed, right? But how many of us actually bleed? When we are actually walking in the direction that really puts another to pain. The love that our brother is talking about here in 1 Corinthians 13. How many of us would actually, I'm talking about those now, I'm talking about those God has touched now. How many of us would cut off the head so you can buy another one and put it back in? How many of us actually Have you ever seen anybody who's willing to hurt himself or herself? No. I'm talking about the oneness. If you can catch what I'm talking about right now, you are one. Now, if you are one when you are one, can you hold any secret? No. One another. No, the oneness is where everything. I'm just trying to tell you right now. The oneness, if that is not understood, that mystery. Now, if you are one, would you lie to each other? Hmm? If you are one, would you destroy the other? Okay, we're coming now. We're, coming, we're, not, we're never going to do it right. But now, think about it, most of us, including myself. I always give myself as an example. In fact, I thank Paul. Paul he said he's one of the, the chiefest of the sinners. Because whoever cannot acknowledge and come to God, as naked as you are. Lord, I am gone. Help me. You just still think you know it all. And that's why the Lord is cautioning us that most of us, we hear this, thing we don't leave it. It is not a matter of hearing it, but it's living the world that is really working here. But how many of us have even tried to really comprehend this oneness, this spiritual oneness and mystery of sanctity of God. And that is why God sent his only begotten son to come and set the record straight one more time. We're going to just come to it. One more time. Set the record straight so that the people will stop going astray. What record is he setting straight? That is the record of mistakes that have been made under the Mosaic law. Moses, because of the hardness, that's what the Lord said, because of the hardness of the Jews, told people that you can just Any time, any moment, write a letter of divorcement, and that's the end of it. But he came to correct that and said, it wasn't that. Read me the astronomy, please, 24-1.
0: 24-1. When a man has taken a wife and married her, and it comes to pass that she find no favor in his eyes, because he has found some uncleanness in her, then let him write her a bill of divorcement and give it in her hand, and send her out of his house. Okay, and then read me Matthew 5. 31 to
1: 32. Matthew 5.
0: Matthew five, thirty-one to 32. It has been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you. That whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, commits adultery.
1: Okay, now read me Matthew 19, please. Three to eight
0: The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, "Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh? Wherefore, they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so.
1: From the beginning, it was not so. Now, what Christ is saying, is there any contradiction to the the, the Old Testament? Does anybody see any contradiction? He said he came to call. He said he went back all the way to the same Genesis 2:24, where God said they are one, and there should be one there. Now to run the, because I want to make sure that we get something before maybe in the next 15 minutes because there are other things we need to do. before we go home. Now this standard that is set down, Christ has come and given us this standard. Is this a new standard? Yes. Yeah. It's a new standard, right? It's the same standard. It's the same standard. There's no difference. There is nothing you can find in the New Testament that I will show you, or let me put it this way. There is nothing you can find in the New Testament that contradicts the Old, the true Old that God has given. That's why, if you look at Matthew 5 17, he said, Christ came not to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill that which is. The law of God because He came to correct and say, You people are going astray. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Because if you leave human beings, they will come up with their own doctrine and righteousness and they'll come up with their own terminology. Oh no, 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 I don't want to get into terminology right now. Terminology and flawed logic of saying, Oh, we're supposed to do with this world. after all, that's the way. And God said, your righteousness is like filthy to rag, there's nothing you can do. And a lot of times, human beings wouldn't want to use that as an excuse. But those who are these people that Christ is talking about, those who are now the God of God. God bless you. You and I, the very moment, any time, any moment, forget about the past or whatever has happened in your life. But when God has given you that opportunity and privilege to open your eyes and remove the scales off your eyes, and say, wow, I now understand this thing. Then he tells you, he says, if you don't do it, you're on the course. I let everybody make sure we just understand this right now. That's why they, that, you know, the apostles were screaming and said, oh, come on, master. Who can do this thing? If this is the case with the woman, we don't want to even talk about it anymore. And Christ said what? 1911. You have it there, right? Matthew 1911.
0: But he said unto them, All men cannot receive this saying, save they to whom it is given. Except those whom it is given, like you and I, that can accept and hear this
1: and do it. Now, these are the given, those who are given to understand, given to become the children of God. These are the people who are led by the Spirit of God that will do exactly what God is saying. That's why he told us, Do not put anything asunder, but will they come in right now? No man should put asunder that which is one. But the one who has established it. I'm coming now. There's only one person who can put asunder. Who? God. Because he's the one who has established it. But how? He's told us how it can be put asunder. And I'm going to. I'm just saying that now because of most of our people. Including myself, please. Anytime any moment, the sanctity is defiled. Now, think about this now. There's something that is more important to God. In the unity has formed, that unit or union, which is marriage, has become a sanctuary of God. And last week we talked about how you have to reverence the sanctuary of God. And God said, if anybody will defile this covenant that I have created, Especially, and who is actually who is going to defile it? We said only God can destroy this. But who is the one to defile it? You and I. The people involved are to defile it. And there's only one defilement. What? Adultery. Let's pick that up right now. And we've talked about adultery before, but I'm going to talk about this marriage issue. Some of us, out of ignorance and many things, before even we knew the Lord, some of us probably here, had married before and maybe divorced. Okay? Out of ignorance. That's past. But some are still continuing. Look, I'm not talking about you. If it doesn't apply to you, hey, all I ask God, if anything that I've done, forgive me. Some are still continuing and wallowing up in the defilement of the sanctity of God. Up to this present time. No matter what they have had. And how they have had it. That's where it becomes a cause. And a problem. So if any of us. And I say it here. That is continuing. In that app of life. Get out of it. Because you are causing. You are bringing a cost upon yourself and your family. You know one thing. Let me tell you one thing. Right now. When a defilement of the house of God is done. There's only one time God said, if anybody would do something like that, I would destroy him. In 1 Corinthians 3, 16-17, he said, don't you know that you are the house, you are the sanctuary of God. If any man will defile the sanctuary, I will destroy him. It's unbelievable what he said there. I will destroy, that's God, not me. And see how he destroys. One who defiles the sanctuary or the sanctity of the marriage, hates himself or herself. Do I repeat that? One who defiles the sanctity of the marriage hates himself or herself. He hates himself, he hates the wife. And you know one thing? One who defiles the sanctity of the the marriage is already dead, but walking alive. You see him walking, you think he's alive, but he's dead. Let me start telling you. Two areas of death, physical. The physical aspect of it is this: the physical aspect of it may tarry. It may take long. You know, like the incubation period. The incubation may go on, like the like the HIV virus. I'm not talking about the disease. I'm talking about. You know, incubation. It may be many years and you think everything's okay. Yeah, oh no, I'm getting away from it. But then, see the life you live in at that point. That life of lies, you know, it's triggered. The one of spiritual is so instant. From the very day you defile the sanctity of the marriage of God, you have been completely cast out. Listen to me carefully. Especially if you have known the truth. You know why? From that very day, Go and take yourself. You will never be yourself anymore. You become a liar. You become what? A manipulator. A deceiver. In fact, you become a murderer. What? Who? who? There is nothing that you're not. Because if you're a liar, you're a deceiver. You're a You're a murderer. You're not alive. And when I'm saying you, it's not you. These people know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. If I am. liar. Because now I'm lying. You know why it's so serious? I'm lying to myself. Now listen to me. Remember that the two are one. Indivisible. So if I'm lying, I'm lying to myself. Can you believe that a human being lying to himself is not worth living? Or a human being deceiving himself? There's no point. You can deceive others. Yes, you cannot deceive God, but you turn around and deceive yourself too. There's something wrong. Actually there. And you know one thing? This person or this man can never live the rest of his life. The mouth and the heart will all be in conflict every time. What is he saying? He doesn't even know. But one day, one day, there's nothing hidden that shall not come to light. And you know one thing? Because God has sworn about it that he will destroy that. Now listen to me carefully. And we have this. <laughs> let's read. We gonna, we're going to read the Proverbs. Let's read Proverbs. This is some Proverbs. Huh? Yeah. Proverbs 5. Read the whole thing. You're going to be doing reading, reading today, my dear.
0: My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as an honeycomb. And her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, wood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou should ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. Hear me now therefore, O you children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house, lest thou give thy honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger, and thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed, and say, How have I hated instruction? and my heart despised reproof and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers nor inclined my ear to them that instructed me i was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly drink water out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thine own well lest thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breasts satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. He
1: shall go astray. I don't know if I, I can even begin to point one by one what Solomon is talking about in the Proverbs. Even your own wealth is in the heart of a stranger. Hmm. Your life is consumed. You are managing, trying to dangle and manage many problems. You know, you know that when somebody, I, you see, I'm talking about from now. But please, everybody listen to me. If this has been a situation with you in your family from today, that's my warning from today. God can forgive and he'll forgive us, but from today. Are you, are you following me right now? Because there's no way you can be playing and deceiving yourself and not be fearful of your own shadow. Did you know that when somebody is doing something that's contradicted to the wife or contradicted to the husband or in the family, that even your mere shadow you will run. Did you know that? Mm. Because the person is wicked. And Proverbs 28 1 tells us what? <laughs> that the wicked flees when nobody's even pursuing him. It does happen. There is nothing that can give you peace beyond anything. When you know, when you look back and you look everywhere, and nobody can find something behind you. That nothing will happen that your wife one day say, huh? Because I can tell you, if she doesn't say, huh? God is saying every day, huh? And otherwise, our meeting as we meet now is all in vain. Mm. God is looking for just very few people who can understand and live that. And then by the way, when we both and talk about the things, this and that, what do I will do? We forget that. We are looking at the vanity of our conquest. Vanity of vanity. Solomon himself with almost 1,000 women. After all, the man cried unto to death. He cried to, to his grave. Vanity. I didn't know that what all these things were well, waste of time. Because what did he achieve? Nothing. Other than headache and trouble. Now, read us
0: Proverbs, please. 6 23. 32. Proverbs 6.23 For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproofs of instruction are the way of life to keep thee from the evil woman from the, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman lost not after her beauty in thine heart neither let her take thee with her eyelids for by means of a whorish woman A man is brought to a piece of bread, Bread. and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth in to his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. Men do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get. And his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom. Neither will he rest content. Though thou givest many gifts.
1: We will we'll st- we'll probably stop very soon. Because there are other things we need to cover. But then, this uh, I don't need if you read these things and try to understand it. And I want us to... I'm praying that all of us who are here now have not taken a new leap for life. Forever. Knowing that we have no more excuse. And we cannot say that we cannot avail ourselves of ignorance anymore. Even as Paul said in first, what if you look at First Timothy 1:13, he said, Whatever I did, I still had mercy because I did them out of ignorance. Now, Adultery, he said, brings a man a piece of bread. It makes him just render that thing completely. But let me ask you one other thing that is there, that is saying there. He said, Men despise not when a man is still to satisfy his hunger. What is he talking about? He said, you're hungry, you get food, but you're not hungry. God bless you, D. He said, man, Can you believe what he said? He said, if I'm hungry, I have none. Listen to me. I have none. I have none. I have no wife. Maybe I'm hungry. God may say, well, this is my child. You are crazy. You know? He said, they may. But he but still tells you that if I catch you, which is God, he said, you pay seven times. So you pay with everything. If a man who is hungry when he's caught, Brady, pays with the whole thing in his house. Now think about the man who is not hungry. The man who is who's, who's hungry, he said, people will not despise if he's still to satisfy that hunger only. But if he's caught, which is going to be caught, whether we like it or not, he will pay seven times. He will even pay with everything he has in his house. Then what of the man who is not hungry? God looks at it from that point of view. This is you and your wife. You're not hungry. Why are you then going and doing things? Now, why did you tell us that? It was such... An unbelievable thing, you will cry when you read it. If you look at what? Second Samuel, you look at, we are tall. You know, David committed the sin of adultery. And in the process, he killed the husband. And when Nathan went there, he made a very chilling statement. He said, David, I gave you all. I gave you all. Even everything that your master had. If that wasn't enough, I could have given you more. But why did you have to go and despise my own commandments too to do that which is not proper before me and in my own eyes? Now, and one last thing, I want you to obtain. There's a cost there. There's a generational. Did you see that? No, did you pick it up? He said the reproach will never be wiped out. The reproach whenever you be wiped out. Now, I'm talking about family. I'm not dealing with adult only now. This is very critical and it's very important to me for all of us here. Because you see, a man is out there. I gotta do what I have to do. But I'm talking about that person who is now transformed. Because God is looking at somebody who has had the word, who has had all these things and not doing them as completely someone who can never be reformed. And that is why Hebrew 6. We are not going to read it. 4-6 to six said That is, it is impossible for this man who has had all these things and know about them and then turn away from it to come back again. And Second Peter 2. You look at 2 Peter 2 20 and verse 22. That's why he was making the, the, the comment that the dog has come back to his own vomit again. After you have been washed, after he has been cleaned the pig has come back again into the same thing. And then, therefore, there is no hope for the thing going in at all. For us, who have been hearing this thing for the longest time now, that God would be so merciful to teach us. I'm just telling you, to teach us. I say, this is the way. This is the way of life. Get out. But we still want to go back into destruction. The ways of man is destruction. And today, even though we're going to go in into hard times, how to deal with things according to the word of the Lord. Because that's one thing I want to tell you. In any broken home, God is not there. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I just want to let you know. So this is, I'm telling you I didn't know, but I just know that from every indication, if God is strong there in the house and we operate, do you want to make a heaven out of your home in this life. If you want to go according to what God has laid down and see what will happen, you will see heaven on this earth. But contrary to it, no. It's not going to work. And there will be trouble. So I will end here because of many other things we have so we can close. And we'll continue with this next time. But my prayer, it looks like it's been harder than just be talking My prayer to all of us is that God will give us that spirit, ever abiding spirit, to understand and begin from now and say, Lord, we now know and we are sorry. And whatever it is from now on, watch us now. We vow we are for you. And if any of us is still walloping up in destruction today, that's the name of this ministry. That's the name he gave me in 2004. I was showing it to Goma. Today the name of the ministry he gave everything. How it's going to work, whatever we are doing, where the headquarters, everything he gave. Today, today, he said, when you hear the Word of God, mm-hmm. do not, what? Do. do not harden your heart as in the times of rebellion. This is the time now for us to mend ways and say, Father, you gave us the opportunity to even to be alive today. To receive this from you again, help us. That we may live the life we want us. And the Lord God will bless all of you in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at TEMonline.org. Our web address is TEMonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.